for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfil your potential both in life and in business. Hi and welcome back to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm Mandy Beverly, and today I'm talking with Dr. Sharon Walt from Healthy Living with DrSharon.com. So welcome along to the show. Uh, thanks, man. I am absolutely delighted to be here and fascinated with this with the setup here. <laughs> well, I'm still learning myself. <laughs> Luckily, we've got an expert in the room with us <laughs> to make it all work really well. Now, Sharon, um, you obviously love to know how things work, right? I mean, mm. I was looking at your background, which is very impressive. Um, so from a, des- um, a background in system design engineering, for a start, mm-hmm. that then took you to a PhD in kinesiology, th- that now you're a health coach, I'm really intrigued as to how those steps became a reality in your life. Well, I really wish that I could say that it was planned, but it wasn't. It was just kind of following my um, my interests and the opportunities that came up. But certainly engineering was was kind of tailor-made for me because, as, as you notice, I really like to know how things work. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing in, well, in systems design engineering, we look at the entire system. So it's not just how one part works and try to optimize that one part. You want to look at the whole system because that's what... <laughs> Yeah, that's how it works, isn't it? That's how it works. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, because otherwise you're just, you're really, you're not getting the full picture. Yeah, and a lot of times what we see happen is if you optimize one part, the whole system fails. Mm. You know, you've got one perfectly working part, but it's kind of useless. Anyways, uh, I was fully prepared to go on and look at design in some engineering. and In robotics, was it? Were you getting into that? Well, it could have gotten that way. but I had to take uh, an extra course or, or paper for my, my master's and someone, a friend of mine, had been taking some biophysics course and said, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll give it a shot. And I went in and I was totally fascinated by it. It was finding out that the equations that we use in engineering that we look at fluid flow are the same equations that we can use in studying cardiovascular system and blood flow. Wow. And I thought, well, this is heaps more interesting in the ro- robotics, so after I finished my master's, I switched faculties and got into applied health sciences and started looking at the human body as a system and all the interconnections there. So that was how one little opportunity in life totally ch- can change, you know, the, the direction. Yeah, I think I'll walk in and go and do biophysics and just pick that up. It's not <laughs> usually something in my vocabulary, but that's it's wonderful. And, and when you um, went on to then do kinesiology, is that the study of the human system as well is it yeah so it can have a a number of different aspects of it and the one thing that i focused on there was the biomechanics so that's understanding on how we move Mm -hmm. and things just took off from there Uh, i had the opportunity as i was finishing up my uh, phd in biomechanics to take on a position at the university of new south wales in sydney Mm -hmm. so I just kind of pick up, picked up sticks and moved to Australia. It was only supposed to be for two years. And where and did you move from? From um, Ontario, Canada. Okay, great. Yeah. Beautiful. And, um, yeah, the contract was only supposed to be for two years, and I was there for five. Uh-huh. And by that time, I had kind of gotten over 
Canadian winters big time <laughs> and loved having an ocean on the doorstep. So it was easy for me to kind of make that decision. Yeah. yeah. And then I was offered a job in Auckland and I just flew over and... Um, you liked it even better than Sydney, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I, yeah, I, I really got to do. say that. <laughs> yes. And I've been here for 20 years now. So, um, brilliant. And now you've made another step into health coaching, which is what we're going to talk to you today because your website is healthylivingwithdrsharon.com. Mm-hmm. And um, so, what are you focusing, what are you working on at the moment with that, with health coaching? Well, with health coaching, and it does seem like it's a bit of a departure, but again, it, it I kind of stumbled into that um, because of some personal experiences I had with having to deal with stress and obviously not dealing with it particularly well at the time. This was about four or five years ago. And what I found is that our medical system isn't particularly well attuned for people that are suffering from some chronic disorders. It's very much, well, here's a symptom, take this pill, let the symptom go away. Unfortunately, that doesn't help with the underlying condition, so you're never going to be feeling well. And that was the the experience that, that I had. And so that's where health coaching fits in, is trying to find out what the, especially in chronic disease, the underlying root cause, and for the most part, it's lifestyle and nutritional needs. Those are things that our, our traditional medical system does not handle particularly well. They don't no. have the time, and I'm no. not dumping on doctors in that, because I think they're, the, they're very, very hardworking, but the way that the system is set up, they don't have the time to delve into trying to work out all the little puzzle pieces, trying to fit all the symptoms together. And also, once um, someone's been dealing with something on a chronic basis, too, the the signs and symptoms are getting quite... They're, they're either they're morphing, there's layers to them, they've been... There's a their level of tolerance to oh, it as absolutely. well, and you know, and that that feeling of unwellness that's been there for so long, it must be hard to really kind of to sort of pinpoint exactly the cause of of that. It is. It's really tricky. Plus, if someone's been sick for a while, you're adding in a lot of their emotion and their frust- their frustration, mm. and of course, that affects their health in a big way as as well. So, what a health coach does is we try and figure out from all of the symptoms and what the person's able to to tell us is trying to find what interconnects all of these symptoms. Now, it's not usually just one thing. It can be a number of different things. So you have to kind of, on an individual level, try and figure out, okay, what's this person going to be able to work on first? So it actually puts, it helps them to empower themselves because they must be feeling very powerless if it's a chronic problem now um, just to sort of give a bit of background you specialize in a really particular form of thyroiditis called Hashimoto's thyroiditis did I yes right yes absolutely (laughs) uh the reason I got into that is um I just run into a number of, of friends and family members that had been diagnosed and I have to admit up until about three years ago I'd never heard of it before and I think most of us haven't um, but it has a very high incidence rate, especially among women. One in ten will have it at wow. some point in time. And it's an autoimmune condition, which means even though it's affecting the thyroid, the thyroid is the victim in this. It's the immune system that is highly reactive. And so if you're trying to I mean, use fix it or mm-hmm. address it, just giving thyroid hormone 
is just fixing a symptom. You still have to look at what's causing the immune system to to just be overreactive. And that's something um, traditionally is not being looked at. And I say that because a lot of the research about the immune system has been coming up only in the last 10 to 20 years. So it actually hasn't filtered down to a lot of medical schools yet. Mm-hmm. And so it's not being addressed in a way that people can say, okay, I'm going to be getting better here. I don't have to rely on the drugs for the rest of my life, which is what's happening now. Yeah, which is amazing. So, And so you sort of step in and really help people take control of or actually live more... Um, more fulfilled with, you know, what is like Hashimoto's, is that, is that, so if it's autoimmune, do the people generally have that for a long time? They can, and it depends on what's triggering it. So mm. there's, without going into a lot of, you know, like mind-numbing detail here, um, <laughs> there's three... My nursing background, <laughs> I don't mind a little bit of that, but maybe our listeners... Yeah, <laughs> three time. conditions, like you need to have a, a, a genetic predisposition for it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you need to have uh, what we call leaky gut, which is um, yeah. increased intestinal permeability. But also, the other thing is some type of external trigger that's going to trigger things. Uh, it could be triggering the expression of the gene. So these can be things like chronic stress. It wow. can be an infection. Uh, it can be an overload of toxins. And I think everyone would be shocked if they realize the number of toxins that we are daily putting into our body from cleaning products, skincare products, any personal care product, mm-hmm. uh, just the stuff that's in our air or in the water we drink. So all of that can have can be triggering it. And so I think that's why we're seeing a, such a big increase in incidence over over the years. Oh, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's just amazing. And with your background and research in that, um, you must love it to try and figure out how it works. And I imagine you, you don't leave many stones unturned in your process of figuring it out. Well, this is something that I really love to do, um, is to basically it's putting the puzzle pieces together and then uh, once you've got it worked out what the interconnections are and you can look at some different types of strategies um, then work with the client to say okay what can you do now Mm because there's no sense just telling people do this 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 and this Um, because a lot of cases most people don't live in isolation they've got families so if you're telling them oh you've got to get rid of uh, or go all organic foods or you know you can't eat gluten anymore um, what kind of effect is that going to have on the rest of the family are they going to have to oh i have to make two separate meals so that has flow-on effects so even though we want them to make all these changes a lot of times you have to determine, okay, what can someone put in place right now? Yeah. You don't want to be relying on willpower to make the changes. That yeah. doesn't work. So you almost need to help them make change easy. Exactly. Know, um, yeah. And what's going to work for them? Like for some of them, um, I was talking to a colleague who got a phone call from one of their clients and said, oh, you'll be so excited. I've just been able to... Uh, knock back my consumption of, of um, was it Dr. Pepper or Mountain Dew to six glasses a day. What? And so she's saying, well, okay, that's that's great. What were you drinking before? I said, oh, I was drinking 12. 
So, uh, you know, for this, that sounds just mm-hmm. amazing that someone would be drinking that much. But, I mean, the good sign is she recognized that she needs to cut back. But for her, that was a big thing wow. to cut back. Now, that's not going to solve the problem entirely, but it's a step forward. And so... And you've got to count all those steps, don't you? They're absolutely. really important. Yeah. And I think the thing um, that most people have trouble really getting through to them is that getting through is that with a chronic disease, it is what's happened after accumulated time of certain lifestyle choices. Yeah. Um, And it's going to take a change in those lifestyle choices in order to get healthy again. Mm -hmm. There's no magic bullet. And because, say, you're looking at everyone's difference in their genetics, in their their lifestyle, um, their own personal health, their even well, mostly the bacteria that they have that's actually in charge of their immune system. One size isn't going to fit all. Like the one solution that might have might fit someone, and you know they might progress really, really well, isn't going to work for somebody else. It doesn't fit in. They can't just can't handle that kind of change or it actually isn't working for their physiology. It isn't the root cause for them. Wow. So, so it's, it's, it's a big process. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing to, to go that any, you know, it's a step-by-step process. Absolutely. You know, and it doesn't have to be hard and you actually are there to, to help someone along with those. And you make the most effective change first or... or go cold turkey what is your preference uh what i like to do first is is well the whole process that I go through is uh before i actually meet with someone i ask them to fill out a, a health history form and try and get a at least two years worth of their blood tests so that i've mm. got a, a really good idea so i'm prepared to talk to them and ask and ask clarification questions so i already have a pretty good idea what some of the issues might be before mm. we actually start talking and then when we're talking, we try and draw out what they actually are capable of doing. But I like to find something that we can make a quick change first because it gives them the boost that they need. Yeah. yeah. Knowing that, okay, I've made this change. I can see that it might not be a huge a huge thing, mm. but it's something we say, okay, this symptom disappeared right here. So it gives them the confidence of knowing, wow, yeah, I can get better yeah. I don't have to wait around for the magic pill. That's never going to come around. That's never going to come around. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's never going to come. That's, And um, you've got a blog as well, um, which we can talk about a little bit later. But I love one of your articles on there is um, you're saying what your GP isn't telling you. Well, what isn't your GP telling you, I think, is one of the articles. And I thought that's actually really clever because there again, the GP sees you for like 10, 15 minutes, you know, mm. tick the box, off you go. They've got a waiting room for and they're overworked as well. Yeah. Um, so where you come into it is to actually then be able to build this bigger picture for for your patients, for your clients, to be able to build the picture that someone's actually listening because once you've got that chronic um you've had that chronic illness for a while people almost stop listening to you because they think you're complaining all the time don't they and you even feel like you're complaining or we we can when we're not unwell for a while so yeah so um it's great so check out her blog on um, healthy living with dr sharon um, dot com and um, there's some great articles there sharon um gives a lot of information and she also um there's a little button to click to have a complimentary talk with you which 15 minutes I mean we've been talking for 15 
15 minutes and we're learning a lot. So I imagine that anybody that is suffering from a chronic thyroid issue will be able to learn a lot from you in that short time. Yeah, and part of it is just trying to figure out whether I can actually help them or not. Yeah. Um, is I'm very particular about, about maintaining my professionalism and being within my scope of practice. So mm-hmm. if I find that there is something, because I'm not a medical doctor, I want to make that clear right now. Um, if there's something that is beyond that I know that I, I can't help with it, that they're better served by someone else, then then it's time for me to refer them on. Or you can be part of the team. Or I can be part of the team. Or a GP or a doctor can be part of the team moving forward as well. Well, we're going to take a break for one of Sharon's favourite songs. It's from Imagine Dragons called Believers. So enjoy and we'll be right back. living with Dr. Sharon. And um, I want to find out what have you got going on at the moment? What's happening in your life and any upcoming events or things that you can tell us? Uh, Actually, yes, I've got a couple things that I'm working on right now. Uh, One, I'll be doing a workshop, uh, kind of tentatively named now, just rediscovering your energy. And I'm co-hosting that with uh, a colleague. 
Mm-hmm. So rediscovering your energy, nice. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm finding so many people are just uh, their main complaint is just this chronic fatigue. There's mm-hmm. lots of things that that cover it. So uh, I think the workshop would be helpful for a lot of people, and that will be, I think it's June 23rd. That's just before school holidays. So. Um, Hopefully find that. out how to get your energy back yeah. for the yeah, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm finally working towards uh, has been on the burner for ages now, and I just finally said, okay, now I'm going to announce lo- the launch date so that I have to be ready. So we're all going to hold you accountable? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be running an online program. Now, these are for people that, for whatever reason, they just don't find aren't able to do a one-on-one with me mm-hmm. so i'll have an online program that's basically the same type of thing let's say dis- rediscovering your your energy again it'll probably be an eight-week program right cool. so yes you can hold me accountable for that on the launch date is going to be mid-may so that's coming up a lot quicker than i that's brilliant and you know it's timely and probably over winter is a really good time to be Mm. addressing a lot of these things because we're not out and about as much and and things like that and I know um, from the mind body work that I do I know with chronic fatigue a lot of that is you know the mindset is scattered you know Mm. and that that's stressful these days people are multitasking to the point of I think that's probably one of the worst things that we've told ourselves for anyone that's in business or anything else that you know you have to multitask in order to get everything done and it's probably one of the worst things Mm. that you can do to keep yourself sane in the long run Mm. um so that plus the lack of bright sunlight that we have to do with yeah yeah okay well that's really cool and um and so we touched on the fact of going through um from starting off as an engineer and then going into the biodynamics and things mm-hmm. like that, biomechanics, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what inspired you to actually take the leap into really helping people at this level? Mostly because I had gone through a period of time uh, when I was dealing with chronic stress and it got so bad that even with going to see counsellors and taking advice from my GP, um, I got so fatigued to the point where I was incapacitated. I was sleeping all day. And, of course, wow. that was all related. I mean, I knew what the cause was. It was the, the stress from, uh, from working conditions. And I didn't see a way forward from that, so I, I just quit. So I had to give up my career. Wow. Um, which was kind of traumatic at the time, but you know, looking back on it, uh, that was only four or five years ago. It was the best decision that I that I ever made. But it made me realize that not everyone has that option to just quit and start over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm particularly grateful that I had that opportunity, and that set me on the the road. Someone mentioned, well, you know, you might consider doing health coaching. And so I checked to see, uh, find out more about it. Took a year course out of the States from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Mm -hmm. And that kind of got me started. Yeah. yeah. And then I was finding out more about more chronic diseases. And I realized, oh, wait a minute, I need heaps more um, study to because this is it's re- massive it's yeah. massive mm. and so right now I'm in my second second year 
uh, from the School of Applied Functional Medicine that goes into, oh, it's wonderful, I, I love this, it goes into all the nitty-gritty interconnectedness of the body systems and, and that. Uh, I can sorry, only I'm kind of, imagine. I'm kind of <laughs> she, geeking out yeah, here. Yeah, I was going to so. say, she's totally geeking out here. If you could be in the studio with us. <laughs> so how do you do this? How do you, If you're juggling this, so not only you, you've got your clients, you're in study, you're creating programs, you're doing workshops... How do you juggle this? And okay. do you have any advice? So- okay. Uh, when I'm, I'm juggling, I have to admit, because I'm single, I don't have a, f- a family that I also would be looking after at the same time. And I'm so enamored and so appreciative of people who have got that extra level of commitment in their lives. So for me, it's easiest for me to kind of keep things flexible. So when something comes up, an opportunity comes up, I can kind of slot it in. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I say, okay, with study, I don't have to do it at certain particular times because it's online. Right. And so that means when I get a little bit tired, I can I can switch and move something else. So for me, it's not so much the juggling that's the issue. It's just trying to keep the flexibility up because that I don't have a lot of the demands and responsibilities that I know that many people do have. So, But, but also just being able to focus mm. like that, to be able to, you know, take it on that. Do you have any really good focusing tips, you know, like study tips? Oh, I wish. For those of us that haven't gone on and done <laughs> PhDs and things. Um, I wish I did. The, the one thing that I've just started doing, because I, I we all kind of set up at the beginning of the week, we have a set of goals. Yeah. Well, if I don't have those in front of me all the time, they just get forgotten in the mm. sea of other things that have to get done. So in my diary, and I admit I mostly still use a handwritten diary. Yeah, I'm guilty of that too. Yeah. I do a little bit of both, but yeah. mainly, yeah. So I write up a slip that has my goals for the week on it and actually keep it in my diary. I know this sounds very old school here, but I need to be focused every day mm-hmm. on to remind me, okay, these are my goals here. What am I doing today that is going to get me closer but to it? It's great advice and it's simple and it's easy to do mm-hmm. is have your goals in front of you every single day. I mean, that is... Great advice. So yeah. then you know, because I know if I get a to-do list and I've, and it's overwhelming, but if I just take three or four things from that and I keep them in front mm-hmm. of me, I've actually got an accountability partner as well. And so, oh. and that's been great because she's expecting me to report in with what I've said I'm going to. And so I find that really helpful too. And that's something that I probably need to take on board as yeah. well. Uh, one of the other things I do as part of my, um, after I do my meditation practice in the morning is then to visualize what I want my business and my life to be like Mm -hmm. ideally and it only takes a couple of minutes so I'm actually to the point where I can I can see it in the back of my mind I can feel it and then I plan my day because Mm -hmm. then I've actually really quite focused on where I want to go and I found that I'm a lot more direct in my putting Mm -hmm. together my to-do list so that gets me. Uh, I like that. Yeah. It's like I've just been reading a little book called Miracle Mornings. Um, mm. I don't know. I'm Hal Elroll, I think. Um, I can't remember his name, but um, and it's great if you just Google Miracle Mornings, and it's all about setting up. And it talks about having, um, you know, a bit of meditation and visualization yeah. and affirmation, and just in just setting yourself up for the day. And it makes quite a difference. It make does. Yeah. It does. I mean, I'm just, I'm great at starting things, so now I want to keep doing them. 
Um, do you have a guiding principle or theme in your life? Uh, I think it's two things. One, to be compassionate, uh, because the people that I'm dealing with, they realize that a lot of the things that they're dealing with right now are a consequence of the choices they've made. So, I mean, you can go on the blame game, but that's not going to work. I mean, people don't deliberately set out to make themselves unhealthy. There are certain circumstances there. And it's just helpful to be understanding that not everyone is the same. People have got different things going on in life that have helped Mm -hmm. create this situation. So... You know, spend a ta- some time and learn about that, and then use that to strategize. So, and it's also great to actually honor the fact mm. that they've decided to do something about it. That that I think is actually yeah. really powerful because knowledge is power. Mm. You know, once you and then once you apply that knowledge, it's even more powerful. Um, so, I think that's brilliant. And we have only got time for one question. I can't <gasps> believe half an hour's gone already. Um, maybe we can sneak in. One more. What has been the best advice you've ever received? Oh, okay. Um, that passion isn't go- by itself is not going to make you successful. Okay, because passion will disappear, especially when you're bogged down mm-hmm. with some stuff that is part that you know you have to do, but you're not excited about it. So it has to be the passion in what you do plus a really good work ethic. Mm-hmm. Those two, those are the things that are, are going to it's make you It's a success soon. strategy. Yeah, that's a success Dr. strategy. Dr. Sharon's success <laughs> strategy. <laughs> strategy, love it. So my final question, if we can sneak that in, is um, what is, or can we, what's most remarkable about what you do as I talk to the producer? Can we? Because I love asking this question. I Yes, I know you do, and that's a hard one to, to answer. Um, I think it's just because of my background that I've leading myself because of a background with engineering and as a scientist, I understand a lot more of how the science, how the studies have been done that tell us, yes, you should eat this or eat that. And I'm much able to separate what's crap and what actually has some truth in it's it. It's brilliant. And that is remarkable. Mm. Thank you, Dr. Sharon, for coming along and joining us today. Well, and thank you. It's I'll, been fun. I'll yeah. put all the links to your sites on the show notes. Thank you so Great. much. Thank you. Thank you.